This episode of 74A Division One is brought to you by Granny's Bakeries, located at 401 West Pecan Street in Salina. You can give them a call at 469-352-8806. You can also find them online at grannysweeties.com. Now, this place is amazing. Not only do they have just amazing baked goods like cakes, pastries, Amazing smelling bread, great taste too. But man, the, I, I love, I just absolutely love uh, homemade bread being made in the smell it is. Uh, they have a coffee bar, they have a grab and go, they have beer and wine, they have a cupcake factory. I'm sorry, that just sounds awesome. Anytime a, a place has a cupcake factory, that is a win. But you know what also is awesome about Granny's Bakery is she wants to be able to pass her knowledge on, and she does that with classes. Uh, you can call to book a private class, 469-352-8806. And I'll tell you how popular it is. They're having a cake decorating with wine coming up in a few days. That class is already sold out. But don't worry. They have other ones such as their buttercream cookie decorating. That's Sunday, October 14th. It's about an hour and a half. Starts at 1030 a.m., absolute blast as you get to learn how to you know decorate and the holidays are coming up man this is perfect if you've always wanted to do that and have that big traditional where you have cookies out and stuff you can learn how to decorate with buttercream it's it's amazing they also have things like char sweetery board class that's where you learn how to do the fancy charcuterie boards or however you say that i call them football snacks Anyway, that class is October 14th. Uh, I'm sorry, it's October 21st, 1 to 2 o'clock Central Standard Time, of course. Uh, you can book online. Go to grannysweeties.com forward slash classes. Also, like I said, if you'd like to have some kind of private class, and that's a great thing. You know, cake with wine, decorating with wine. Do a private one for a birthday. So give them a call, 469-352-8806. 7-4-A Division One ramps up, and we're here to talk about it. Hello, everybody. Terry Bennett here on the Granny's Bakery 7-4-A Division One show right here on S2S Sports, part of L4 Media. As Matt Diggs and I will be breaking down all the action from last week and this week on 7-4-A Division One, and we got a couple key matchups. So we're going to just jump right into it because we talked a lot this week. We talked 7-4-A. We ended up talking East Texas because we're kind of starting to compare that second round or that first round match up which will be with the uh, east texas district so here's matt diggs and i talking 74a division one salina i i think uh kind of shocked the the four a world beating anna a couple weeks ago 42 to 40 but you bring up a good point uh, when we were about to start recording you know salina won the scoreboard but you know that's about the only thing they won give them credit for getting the win but anna outgained them by 100 yards anna you know at, at times looked like they were ready to kind of step on the gas but give salina credit they never let them pull away yeah, ultimately, at the end of the day, and my, one of my assessments in, in assuming Anna versus Salina is Salina has been there. And when you have a program that ha is a pedigree and all the way from eighth grade, I mean, they've been winning. There's a culture of winning. There's an expectation of winning. And Anna, this is really only developed as of last year from them being a legitimate team. Uh, you, you know, and there's still a bit a, a mixed match of move ins because Anna is such a growing area. Uh, right now to where Salina is is still the man, even though they lost two times last year to Anna, uh, they're still the team that is 
got the pedigree and just like we see with Gunter and, and some of these Northern Collin County teams, when you have that pedigree, it, it matters a lot. It puts a touchdown on the scoreboard. Uh, when you get up two touchdowns like Anna did against Salina, it's that understanding that you don't give up and that you, ha- you understand how to get back in the game. And Anna doesn't necessarily know how to put the foot on the throat and, and, and take care of business quite yet. That's something they're going to learn. That's something that, you know, coach Parr is going to be teaching and, and, and getting to elevate Anna's program up to that. But it takes, years to do that uh, there, there's a reason why you and i always lament when we get into december it's the same old programs yep. playing the same old games every year it's because there is something to be said for the culture as far as that goes so i was expecting salina to bounce back but a couple of things i've been worried about salina i, I they, they they're very big into style points and what i mean by that like take that game against bishop lynch earlier in the year that game was like 50 50 game up till about the third quarter but in the fourth quarter they like piled on 35 points i think they really understand understand the perception of having these big games and these big blowouts. Uh, and, and I think they care about that a little bit too much. I mean, kind of saw that last week with the, the ranch view game where they're up 76 to two at halftime yeah. and, you know, finally pulled back after, uh, after that element. Uh, whereas Anna is a very good team. They, they just have a lot to learn, but, but even though you and I both picked uh, Salina and we were both expected them to win, like you said, looking back at it, I feel like Anna was probably the better team. Now, now that I don't know how that's going to translate to the playoffs if they have a rematch like they did last year, uh, because Salina is building confidence, and for once they're actually going to get tested in district. I don't think they're going to be tested as far as you know are they going to win or lose, but they're going to have to play some tough games in district. Uh, they're not going to just blow through everything, you know, seventy to nothing at halftime with JV kids playing all the second halves and in most of the games. Uh, so I think that could actually get Salina and keep them a little bit crisper uh, going into the playoffs. Whereas I don't think Anna is going to get pushed nearly as much in their district. All right. Well, let's go ahead and, and talk the rest of seven, four, eight, because I, I bring up Frisco Panther Creek, the Panthers last year, three and eight. Uh, they, they made the playoffs. In fact, they played Anna and got destroyed in it. Uh, and, and I think a lot of people, including me thought that they were going to start a little stronger last year. Uh, they, they, their wins were against da- North Dallas, Pinkston and Ranchview. They lost to Carter. Uh, they lost to Wilmer Hutchins uh, this year. It's been the exact opposite. They're four and one. Their only losses to Emerson, 48 to 31. Uh, but y- you could also make the case that who they've played. Aubrey is nowhere near where they were last year. Uh, so how real is that four and one for the Panthers? I think it's very real because you look at the Frisco Emerson game and, you know, you're getting, if, if you're seeing that kind of play out in real time, you're seeing updates where, you know, they were up on Frisco Emerson at times. And Frisco Emerson is widely thought of as a 5A Division II team uh, that is a legitimate state contender, yes. uh, probably right now the favorite to win a 5A, or 5A Region 1 and get to the state semifinals. I don't know if they'll beat whoever comes out of Region 2, whether that's Melissa, South Oak Cliff, Lovejoy, or any of the other teams that are going to play be playing playing good football out of region too. But the fact that they were able to play with Emerson uh, for as long as they did, I think immediately indicates that this team is a real team who can be a threat in, in the right circumstances. Some of the computer polls I'm looking at actually have them against Salina as a 50, 50 game. I don't think it's a 50, 50 game at all. I think Salina is probably a two to three score favorite over Panther Creek. And I'm going to go see Panther Creek this week. So I can see them with my own eyes. I know that Braxton Roberts is a, is a special player and, and he has been, doing big things. And when you have a team like this and with Emerson uh, who bring everybody back and you have that consistency, I think we've seen over the last five to 10 years, when you think of shadow Creek and Manville and, and Peyto and some of these other teams that, uh, 
built up and got to bring everybody back. There's just a special chemistry that that builds. So I think Panther Creek is a very scary team in 7-4A. And Salina, if they play a little bit down and thinking, oh, you know, we, we can beat anybody in this district, Panther Creek is good enough with maybe a turnover or two to beat them in that game. But I think Salina uh, will avoid that temptation because they're coming out and, and playing every game hard, as, as we refer to when they beat uh, uh, Ranchview 76-2. to And that game was a completely first half game uh, when they were able to score those 11 touchdowns. Now is Panther Creek, are they going to stay four a or they are, are they one of those that's it's they're going up to five a. Yeah, they'll be going up to 5A Division II, I have to imagine. Uh, I mean, they're one of the bigger schools in this district as it is. You know, only North Dallas and and, and Carter are a little bit bigger than them. Uh, but they're adding school, you know, they're adding students left and right. And they're basically playing this 4A uh, Division One with probably 5A Division II, maybe even low-end 5A Division One numbers, uh, which gives them a depth advantage when they bring everybody back like they did anyway. Uh, but, you know, even their second and third teams are, are being built up right now with underclassmen who are getting valuable reps and valuable playing time. And if they get to go three, four deep, depending on how the playoff road runs, that's going to be huge for next year as well. So this is something that is uh, building upon itself. And Panther Creek is, is a fun program to watch. And again, like you and I always, you know, lament that we're tired of seeing the old, uh, same old teams again. It's fun to talk about a new team, even though it's a, it's a growing burgeoning area over there at Panther Creek and Frisco ISD. Uh, so it's fun to see a school that's able to actually push around Salina and, and not be intimidated by Salina and Anna and uh, some of the other big schools. But when we're talking about this 4A division, uh, Division One, Region Two. This is really the murderer's row, and you, you know, yeah. by round two, you're playing somebody who, in any given week, could uh, theoretically win this region. Uh, so it, it's it's going to be a tough road for them. Uh, but it, this district is definitely going to get them prepared for that. How? How do you look at Carter? Because, you know, I, I like what they did, and they haven't played the toughest schedule, but I like what they did in three of their games. But that Sunnyvale loss. Now, in saying that, they have this weird thing against Sunnyvale. They they cannot beat Sunnyvale. And and Sunnyvale's a, a solid 4A Division II team, but this isn't the Sunnyvale of a couple years ago that was state-ranked and a lot of people thought would make a, a, a deep run. Uh, so where do you see Carter fitting in in this district? You know, there's a couple of head scratchers there because, you know, 4A Division II in DFW area districts are, is bad. I mean, it, it's just flat out bad. And I, I've, I've got Sunnyvale as my number one team in 4A Division II, but, you know, it's not a confident 4A. It's not, you know, it's not, they're not state ranked. It's not a, you know, a team that you can think can do anything, especially when you have District 7 and 8 with Gilmer and Pleasant Grove and Carthage. And obviously the, the big dogs are out in East Texas in 4A Division II and in Region II. Uh, and, and if you hear some of the people on some of the Facebook groups uh, talking about that, Sunnyvale Carter game, you're going to hear officiating and this yeah. and that and intimidation. And I, I always kind of, I'm a little skeptical when somebody says, you know, coaching and, or, or refereeing and, and whatnot. Uh, but at the same time, you, you look at that game and as big of a head scratcher as that is on the other side, what they did to Kimball yeah. is immediately, you know, like, Oh, well, this is what they are capable of uh, because Kimball is a very good five, a division two team. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying they're going to win a playoff game or anything, but I think they'll be competitive in the playoffs. And I think they, I mean, they're running through 
five A Division two, the, the the lower tier Dallas schools like nothing, uh, and and they're winning impressively. Uh, Bam Harrison, the coach over there, uh, is doing a great job at Kimball, and Carter handled them without, and that's a rivalry game. They handled them without any sort of problem. Uh, so I think Carter uh, right now I have them at number three in this district, but they're going to be competitive with uh, Panther Creek. They might be competitive with Salina. It, it's just a mental game with them because they don't have a lot of depth over there. Uh, so are they going to go into the game like like against Sunnyvale where they're feeling like we're not going to win? Something is going to happen and we're not going to be able to overcome that adversity. Or are they going to be playing like they did with Kimball with that swagger where they're ready to come in there and, and you – we're full on Carter uh, and, and we're getting back to the old ways of, of Carter. I don't know where their mindset is because you've seen the, these disparate outcomes with Kimball, which they overachieved and then Sunnyvale where they underachieved, but they're very good. I think they're way better than the, the bottom four in this district. And in previous years, that wouldn't be much, but this year with Wilmer Hutchins and Pinkston and even North Dallas to a certain extent playing above their pay grade, that is saying something because if, if you mess around with any of those couple of teams, uh, at the bottom, they're going to beat you. Uh, so you got to be coming out and ready to play each and every week. Uh, now Pinkston's going to be playing after losing to Wilmer Hutchins last week, a very dangerous freestyle kind of game where they got to steal one now. Yes. Uh, and, and they're probably looking at Carter as their best chance to do that. Yeah. You know, I, I talked about that last week and I'm a very big proponent of uh, when you look at a team like Pinkston or, or even North Dallas or, or, or Wilmer Hutchins, you know, it's not about running through the district unbeaten. I mean, that's nice and all, but it's, it's knowing who you have to beat to make sure you get in the playoffs. And, and I talked about that last week for Pinkston. That was basically an elimination game. And I still think it is. Now, I, I know Campbell has it that Carter's a four point favorite. I, I don't see that. I, uh, I I think that when 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 they play, I, I I think Carter handles Pinkston pretty well. Yeah, I agree with that. And and on Twitter, a couple of the Wilmer Hutchins players uh, tagged me in some thoughts and, you know, like, what do you think, Professor Diggs, of this game? And, and I mentioned exactly what you mentioned, that I thought it was an elimination game and, and you have to be hyper-focused on it. And they said that's what their coaches were preaching. So, I mean, the coaches understood the gravity of last week, that this is basically week one of the uh, district play you're playing for the playoffs right here and right now. And they got up for it. And Wilmer Hutchins has been a team. If you look uh, over the last three to four weeks, uh, they have been increasingly getting better. And that's what happens when you have a lot of sophomores on the team and, and they're getting that confidence and playing hard. I looked at their Northside game, that 12 to nine game was an ugly football game. And Northside is not a team that uh, you expect much from. And, and I was kind of getting a little bit down on Wilmer Hutchins, but then when they started, you know, when they beat Hillcrest the way they did, I, I feel like they woke up something yeah. from that North side game to where, where they woke up against Hillcrest. They woke up and then they completely obliterated Pinkston. Uh, and so I, I, I'm a believer. And now at this point, I think Wilmer Hutchins is good enough to beat uh, Carter. If, if, you know, Carter messes around in that game. Uh, but I do think there is a pretty big disparity between Carter and Pinkston. And I think Carter's going to be down on themselves now because now they're going to feel like, we've lost our chance to, you know, get it. I feel, I feel like they might already be defeated uh, because they didn't put up much fight against Wilmer Hutchins, not even second half fight, not even garbage time fight. Uh, Wilmer Hutchins completely had their way. So uh, a lot of times it's about the belief with, with, with some of these teams that are just learning how to win and four and O Pinkston is just learning how to win. And I feel like uh, psychologically they may already be done. I, I genuinely think Wilmer Hutchins could end up second in this district. I, I legitimately believe that. And I will say this 
no matter where they end up in realignment next year, they're going to be a scary team in DFW for it because they're going to stay in four. And I'm pretty sure they're going to stay D one. And you said it best. I mean, they're a team of sophomores and juniors. I think next year they had 15 returning starters coming back this year. And I think, you know, as long as everybody stays on the team, I I think they're going to have about that coming back next year. You know, when they first came back, everybody kind of, they had that hot pick. Oh, they're, you know, they're back and they started out nine and two. And then they've kind of just been bounced around that six and five area. I think they're breaking out of that this year. I think this year legitimately is a leaping point for the Eagles. And I think they're going to surprise some people inside this district. I absolutely agree with you. But again, it gets to the it gets to the idea of how are you going to play in the playoffs? Let's say they yeah. get up to number two. Uh, you know, they might be looking at a team like Sulphur Springs. Do you feel like any with any sort of confidence that a Wilmer Hutchins team can play a neutral site game against Sulphur Springs and beat them? No, no. Yeah. But in saying that, if, 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 if I can flip it and say, if you're a Sulphur Springs, do you think that you can play a neutral site? I mean, you know, Sulphur Springs, and I said they were the best one in nine team in 5A two years ago. Because if you looked at when they were one in nine, like every loss was a, you know, a one loss or one or one possession uh, score. But last year, I really thought they were going to come into 4A and be more and not, not a region favorite, but I, I thought they were a team that could play two to three rounds. So, I mean, I agree with you on that, but I think you could actually say the same thing for for Sulphur Springs or a team like Sulphur Springs. Absolutely, and and, and Paris is you know you could put the same kind of uh, spin Paris. on you know if, if you're going to be playing Paris in the first round uh, and, and Paris Sulphur Springs that game could go either way and, and, and they could end up flipping two three three two depending on how that goes. Uh, you know Salina in, in this district, assuming they win the number one uh, spot, has probably got the only really safe game because you know whoever gets the four seed, whether it's Kaufman, uh, you know you're, you're not going to be looking at that or, or Nevada community. You're not going to really be looking at that game as any sort of meaningful upset. You know, w- w- with a one versus four, uh, but definitely pa- uh, Panther Creek, Wilmer Hutchins, and Carter can play uh, with uh, Sulphur Springs. Uh, Kaufman or Paris or even Nevada community, depending on this Nevada community has messed around and, and ended up, you know, finding its way into the playoffs more than once uh, in a district like this. And, and Kaufman and Paris, they still got to learn how to win. And, and, and they're on the younger side. Uh, but Anna, you don't want to see Anna in the first round. So uh, whoever ends up in that four spot is, has definitely got uh, uh, some work to do. They got to put the hard hats on. Well, I, I tell you what, you don't want to pay, play Paris in the playoffs. I have never seen a team that is one in four in that everybody I talk to that beats them the next week says, dude, just wait, just wait. They're, they're changing up their offense. You know, they ran the wing tee for 15 years. They're now spreading it out and, and talking to Gilmer coaches, talking to van coaches and fans, talking to Salina coaches and fans who they all beat Paris all come back and say, dude, this, this team by playoff times, if they can just keep their confidence, they're going to be scary. And and I, and after watching some of that Gilmer uh, tape, I don't disagree. Once Paris figures things out offensively, I, I think Paris is one of those teams that might have four losses but end up playing two, three rounds. Yeah, I think it was in 2020, the COVID year, where you know they lost a couple of games by forfeit, yeah. and then they they got in the playoffs, and all of a sudden, I think they knocked Melissa out uh, and just started going through things. So P- Paris has a winning culture and a winning pedigree, and and I really like their coaching staff over there. Uh, so they, they will be a dangerous team. Uh, but again, you you mentioned I think that the, the essential thing, if they keep the confidence, if they keep their heads yeah. up, uh, because in this district, you know they could very well. You talked about. 
about them having four losses. They could end up having seven losses. I mean, yeah. they could make the playoffs at Very three true. and seven. And what kind of confidence are they going to have at that point? Uh, so that's going to be the, the key element for them. And you got to get out of fourth uh, because, you know, just like we talked about how you want to avoid Anna, you want to avoid uh, Salina. But they get four and six and, you know, they get maybe a Wilmer Hutchins in the second round or, or get a Panther Creek uh, who, who is brimming with a lack of experience. That's definitely an upset pick. All right, so let's go ahead and do our picks for this week in 7-4A Division I. Uh, I'm going upset in the first game. I'm saying Wilmer Hutchins gets a mini surprise and they beat Panther Creek. Give me Panther Creek by two scores. And and, wow. and this is a game I feel like could get even worse than that uh, because it's one of those things, I think it's either going to be a close or a blowout. And I know that that sounds weird, might sound weird to listeners, but I think if 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 they can if they are on the point of attack better than Wilmer Hutchins, they're going to blow it out. But if it's one of those games where Wilmer Hutchins, it's a close game, yeah, I think they'll be able to keep it close. But in, in my gut and, and really looking at things and just looking at that Emerson game, because if you and I were talking and, you know, you, like Frisco Emerson against Wilmer Hutchins, what do you think, Terry? You're going to say Wilmer Hutchins or you're going to say Emerson. Emerson by three it, it, yeah. You know, so this is a team that played for 36 minutes with Emerson back and forth and Emerson pulled away in, in the fourth quarter uh, to give it the, the point margin. So I think Panther Creek at their best is probably two scores better than, than Wilmer Hutchins at least. All right. Carter versus Pinkston. I have Carter winning by as many as they want. Yeah. I mean, given that Carter or given that uh, Pinkston already lost by 32 to Wilmer Hutchins, I think Carter will probably do that if not worse. Uh, and, and I think, you know, there will be a little bit of internal competition uh, with them and, and their scoreboard watching. I think they want to kind of give a message to uh, Wilmer Hutchins that we're, we're already better than you and we're going to walk into that game and show it. So I think they're going to look to win by more than 32. All right, and then the last game, I know this sounds funny, but this is an elimination game for one of the two, uh, Ranch View versus North Dallas. Uh, both of them lost two teams above them uh, in the district. So one of these teams is going to win and, and at least for another week think they have a chance for the playoffs. And, and I like, I, I think Richard Leonard will do some good things at Carrollton Ranch View, but that is a long-term rebuild. And, and not that North Dallas is, is a great program, but North Dallas is actually, you know, they're solid. They're two and three. Last year they were two and eight, three and seven a couple years ago when they made the playoffs. They're going to get beat most weeks, but this isn't the old North Dallas that you just, it was going to be 70 to nothing and you moved on. Branchview is such a hard place to win. Uh, yeah. and, and I talked a little bit about this in off season with some people who are asking me about the job. You know, what, what do you know about Ranchview? When you're in Valley Ranch, those uh, all those apartments over there uh, make it so transient. And, you know, you don't get necessarily get to develop kids from from middle school all the way up there. Yeah. You know, you may get a, a boomer class because you, you get some move-ins and then just as quickly they're gone. You know, you, you might get some sophomores and juniors and you're excited about it, but by then they disperse and, and go where they want. Uh, that being said, North Dallas has a little bit of something this year. And I, I think North Dallas is going to win this game uh, fairly convincingly. I'm going to give them a three score point margin on this one. Here at L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. And you can see it all on our YouTube channel at L4 Media Company. Like and subscribe. Here at L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. And you can see it all on our YouTube channel at L4 Media Company. Like and subscribe.
I do want to thank Matt for joining us as he does each and every week here on the 74A Division One Char. He does starting going forward. He hadn't been up to this point because of scheduling conflicts, but we got those figured out. Uh, and it's going to be a fun week. And, you know, I, I love talking 74A Division One with him, not only because he knows what he's talking about, but he's, he, like me, loves this district. And I think this district's going to be fun. Uh, and it's already started out. And with the big games this week, we'll start to – it's hard to think that we're already in week six, next week's week seven of the season. Uh, but also you're going to start seeing playoff pictures starting to form. It's still early, but they're starting to form. And, and like with Carter versus Wilmer Hutchins, uh, you, you'll get some seeding games happening this week. want to remind everybody, if you have any questions, thoughts, or comments for the show, email them to me, terry at s2ssport.com. Uh, if you'd like to hear our sideline to sideline show where we talk 4A, we also do a 3A and 2A show as well. But it's, you know, being a Salina fan or a 740 Division One fan, you're wanting to know 4A. Well, Grant Goodwin and I can tell you all the 4A happenings each and every week around the state. You can check that out at s2sgrantandterry.com or on all podcast platforms. And you can find us on uh, YouTube as well. All right, that's going to do it for this week. Week seven's next week, and we'll talk about it then with Matt Diggs right here on the Granny's Bakery 7-4-A Division 1 show on S2S Sports.